Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, K. Finks. We're back, man. Episode 310. Yes, sir. Let's get right into it. Uh, recently, at a local black history event, it was ruined by gang members. Okay, let me make this very clear, because I want to draw a line in the sand. Okay, there are black people, and there are niggas. And we've heard this comedy, you know, we've heard this bit before from Chris Rock, but it couldn't be more, it couldn't be more accurate. Recently, there was an event held, just a regular blue collar black folks, regular black folks that go to work and, you know, clock in and clock out and take care of their family, had set up an event, and then some gang members showed up. And it got shut down just because these motherfuckers got nothing to do. I think personally at the next event that they have, they need to have a no gang members thing. Like literally if you are a crip or a blood, whatever you are, you cannot come here. I don't care if you're black, that you just don't have any class. How, how do you prevent gang members from showing up though? How do you prevent it? Just tell them they're not wanted. And if they show up again, call the fucking police. Yeah. Hey, hey, we got gang members up here starting trouble. I would call the police on them because all y'all do is come up there to start trouble. You don't you don't offer anything to the black community, first of all. You're just a gang member, you mm-hmm. know, and, you know, you, you're bringing trouble in the neighborhood, whether it's drugs or whatever it is. And it's like- <laughs> Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Started making trouble <laughs> in my neighborhood and got in one little fight with a crip and my mama got scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man look i'm not with look here if you again if, if gang members came to black history month and they were all cool and it was like a truce i wouldn't have nothing to say well you motherfuckers show up and you're grown-ass men and you're but not even not even that like to, to offer we're celebrating celebrating black history right and i think that um this is a time to you know inform yourself celebrate um observe and uplift you know our community so you know it's like it's i don't know most people treat treat like black history as like an opportunity to probably get drunk and eat barbecue and whatnot but yeah i just think that you know when i hear these events and i was talking to somebody personally one of the um these guys in one of the bike gangs and not like a gang gang but just like a a group of i would call like a group it's a motorcycle club man yeah club um he he was just like he just sounded so disappointed. Like man, we got to shut it down early because it was a group of gang members that you know that was actually fenced off. Like you know, they that, barricaded them. Yeah, that they and they just kind of imposed their way into the into the into the space. So it's one of those things where some niggas just. I think I I think you know what it is, and this is like me not necessarily like absolving them from like the ignorance but there are um privileges that we have as like just regular regular black people right like we can go to the park and have fun like we can go have cookouts without looking over our shoulder like we can walk out of the the office at certain times of the the night and we ain't got to worry about nothing and i think that they they kind of like um um, they want admire to, that they wanted to be a part of it. Probably. Yeah, exactly. They just want to be included in in that, but they just do it in like a nigga way, which it's is ridiculous. like running over the fence and then trying to like we here, like you know what I mean, instead of like being cordial or like you know about it. So and it, you know I think I think the the uh, there's probably like a few people that make it that smear their name like a few ignorant people in in certain groups and that's that's just the nature of it but 
Yeah. I just wish that as a, when we talk about like black history stuff here in Bakersfield, at least maybe it's different in the South and other places, but here in Bakersfield, we don't have like a huge population, but we have a decent enough numbers to where we can actually have like cool events. Right. And the last time I went to like a black history thing, one, it was like split up. Like it was one going on at this park and then the other one going on at this park. Um, and then, you know, there I've been to black history parades out here before where it was like, it was smooth, like wasn't really no drama or nothing like that, but you've seen like, like gang members in the crowd, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, it's just like the, it just pr- brings a certain level of anxiety that Look, you don't need to be happy. Black culture and gang culture are two different things. You motherfuckers need to stay in your lane. I'm sick of y'all. I'm, Crips, Bloods, fuck all y'all. I and <laughs> People going to be like, oh my God, fuck y'all. What you going to do, shoot me? Because I said, fuck y'all. All you do is cause trouble, man. All you do is cause trouble. You offer nothing to us. Go and fuck off and go 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 shoot each other. Don't don't bring that shit over to regular taxpaying people that go to work. I'm tired of it. Yeah. It gets fucking old, man. Yeah. And the thing about it is is when people see this ignorant shit they doing, people tend to and this is ignorant people that might happen to be racist, they tend to marry all the ignorant behavior in with all the regular black folks. We don't get down like that, homie. Mm-hmm. That shit is like that shit is follow the leader. Sad part too is it's grown men that's Crips and Bloods. Being in a gang is for misguided use, not grown men. If you're a grown ass man and you still a Crip and you doing dirt in the hood, you a loser. You a straight up loser. Mm-hmm. Nobody got no time for that shit, man. You know what's funny too? I'm gonna keep this a buck. I hate how the reason why they only can go to these places. And, you know, and try to and infiltrate the space and, you know, bump into people and be like, hey, they better not be talking shit because little Nook Nook going to come over here. And this the reason why they get to do that bullshit is because they got heat on them. People, yeah, people that's know a lot of it. A lot of it is they know people know that they got guns on them. So they cause all they cause like people to feel uncomfortable. Like you bring you're making regular folks uncomfortable. And the truth be told at these black history parades. You know, it's like, you know, black men that happen to be mechanics or truck drivers or, you know, computer programmers. And they'll beat the shit out of them Crips. Yeah. It's a bunch of, man, it's some dudes that's all they do. They It's some IT dude, some black IT guy that'll beat a Crips motherfucking ass. <laughs> but because he got a gun on him, mm-hmm. he's making everybody fucking uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I, and I, to me personally, it's like as a black community, too, is we tend to hold our tongues on this shit. Because, you know, we don't want no heat from this person, this and that, and whatever the case. And we don't want somebody saying, like, well, you know, this, it, you know, Crippin is a part of black history because we used to get, it's like, bro, no, it's not. <laughs> no, That's it's, a wild just, statement. Just go to jail. <laughs> just go to jail and, and you can keep your culture, that gang culture, keep that shit in jail and on the streets. Do not bring that shit around regular taxpaying black folks. You are ruining a good time. Yeah, I think that, um, like I said, where we said before, if it was a situation where the the Crips was pulling up to the event and they handing out turkeys or something, giving giving backpacks to the kids or something like that, then it would be it would be different. But or, or the Bloods passing out Berkies. What is a Berkey? You mean Birkenstocks? Come on, Keith. It's a Blood. Oh, like turkeys? 
Yeah, but he's a blood, so he called oh. it a <laughs> God damn, you picked that up. But slow. he's supposed to he's supposed to replace the C, not the not just any letter. They do it, they do it with Bockle Big Bookies, right? Bockle Chip Cookies. Bockle Big Bookies. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Berkies. All right. Uh yeah, but you know, if they was going doing good deeds, it would it would it would be cool. But that that's just not at least from my experience, maybe it's different, like in LA. Maybe the some gang out there is pulling up and you know, like, you know, holding holding down the community. But I don't know. I, I just, you know, just from the, the conversations I heard surrounding um, today's or last, this weekend's, this past weekend's um, extravaganzas, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like that. But they still out there functioning. Like, I heard they was at uh, Martin Luther King Park over there today. So every Martin Luther King Avenue or Boulevard across America is always in a bad neighborhood. Yeah. I'm sure Man. that's... Uh, that's um that's uh probably like systematically absolutely there was a lot of redlining involved there's mm-hmm. a lot of community planning that made it that way but mm-hmm. but look here uh oh man i seen this mural of martin luther king that somebody posted mm-hmm. and it really didn't look like martin luther king at all it just looked like an obese black man <laughs> it looked like martin luther cream <laughs> i was like dude what the fuck is this i'll have a dream oh. <laughs> That one day, <laughs> this nation will rise up. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, have an oxygen tank. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's crazy. I'll have a dream that one day we will rise up. Popeyes will be open 24 <laughs> hours a day. It's like they, they had Martin Luther King looking like just, they had him looking like a fat dog or something. Oh, <laughs> man. I'm like, come on, man. Who the fuck drew this? Yeah. He already kind of has like a. The cheeks? Like a, yeah, kind of like a chubby face. So, he got them you know. civil rights cheeks. Dang. <laughs> civil rice cheeks. You said rice? Yeah. <laughs> I done filled up my cheeks with tons of rice. <laughs> It's time to take back Bakersfield. All these niggas in the... <laughs> All these gang members causing issues. I wish Martin Luther King... Martin Luther King would get rid of the Crips, bro. He would abolish the Crips and Blood. He would abolish the Crips and Blood. He would have got up on that podium and said, All you Crip and Blood niggas need to leave right now. <laughs> I could only imagine. Like, I feel like... Niggas in 2024 is so disrespectful yeah. that if he came, you know, they got the Boondocks episode where he uh, he comes back from his coma and then he's kind of like seeing how terrible the world is, like, yeah. you know, post his 1968 or whatever. Right. Um, but I think that, um, yeah, if he's seen it now, I just feel like niggas would just disrespect him. Like, run my fade then, nigga. Run my fade. Run my mama, cuz. Nigga, get your ass out of here. Martin Luther King, cuz. Martin Luther King would be like, then run the fade then, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ass whooped by dogs and water hoses and I'll beat your ass, little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Who want to run the fade? <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is my avenue, nigga. This street is named after me. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> How dare you do a drive-by on my street? 
Yeah, I think I think he would. I, I feel like Martin Luther King, if he really had to come down to it, he probably had hands. Yeah, I think so too. He probably would. <clears throat> he's from the south, man. I feel like he been through so much. Like he, he he definitely got a squabble, a little squabble. Back in them days, if you was black, you had to know how to fight, bro. Yeah. He probably was like, he probably used to spar with Joe Lewis back in the day or something. <laughs> that was a wild sparring match. That'd be crazy. Like a Joe Lewis and Martin Luther King fighting. Joe Lewis, you know how he had that, his form was yeah. like this. That's funny. He punched Martin Luther King. He was like, ooh, that hurts so bad. <laughs> Somebody throw in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild, man. Yeah, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was a wild man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this is an unfortunate history fact. We already brought it up before. Like we, when we ever we poke fun, we, we realize how great of a man, how monumental of a man Martin Luther King was. Yeah. But it's like they had this whole interview with this white girlfriend he had back in the day. Yeah. And how she she told him she's like, I told Martin we cannot come out as public. We can't do that. We got we have to keep this private. And he was so adamant about being yeah. public about it. Yeah. No, that, I mean, I think that, I mean, it's kind of funny. Um, but at the same time, like she, I think she really saved, you know, saved the whole life. civil rights movement. She yeah, saved his life. But yeah, definitely like the whole movement because I think she was aware of, you know, what that would look like for a man to be, you know, fighting civil rights battles. and Absolutely. Because even in 2024, like there's... There's conversations around people, black men dating, you know, white women, Asian women, yeah. Mexican women and stuff. So I can only imagine, you know, what that would look that'd like. That'd be crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> that'd That's be, like Dr. Umar popping up with a white woman. That'd be, I'd be hilarious. Dr. Umar be like, I'm only dating a white woman based on the fact that I'm paying my ancestors restitution for the amount of <laughs> blackness that is not existing within the white woman, I took her pigment and used it to pay everybody restitution. You'd <laughs> be like, this nigga just came up with this shit right now. <laughs> that nigga freestyling. Yeah. Now, mm. I feel like Martin Luther King probably was the first to do like an interracial uh, interracial porn video or something. <laughs> he, probably, he probably it was in black and white. <laughs> He's like, ooh, somebody going to find this video. Wouldn't that, that be wouldn't that be crazy if somebody found like an old, like an old grainy video, like an interracial sex video, and they just put it on Pornhub? Dang. Like the first one? That like the very first one. Yeah. I think they do got like some, like a vintage, like a vintage section on there. That's, yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. It was a show that, that talked about, not that, but like the, 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 like adult film industry mm -hmm. and it was some old ass videos wild ones it was a show that came on HBX, hbo back in the day called real sex mm -hmm. and it showed like old videos of like like women get like them they was going at it and i was like this had to be in the fucking 20s oh that old yeah god damn like black and white black and white god and that's damn. back in the day where they was like hello my baby hello my honey yeah mm, hello <laughs> <laughs> freaking wb frog yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> They're having sex. Read all about it. <laughs> Read all about it. Extra, extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, a, a nigger boy's clapping cheeks. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> that's how they sold a the paper back in the day. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like the boy had the same voice wherever it was. Yeah, yeah. That what they call like a mid Atlantic yeah. voice or. Uh, accent. Washington Post, read all about it. 
That's crazy. Uh-huh. Shout out to Martin Luther King, man. Yeah, shout out to him and all the all the decent. Shout out to all the decent black folks <clears> out there <throat> that just want to have a decent time. It's and it's so crazy. Sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. it, it's so crazy. Like us being just you know everyday, you know average black human being. Um, and then even we are tired of it. Absolutely. Like when I when I see my guy's face, he was just like, man, you know, we he was like, we had it. It was cool. Like, you know, we have this annual event for the bike riders and, and stuff like that. Um, and he just like they they just broke it. They just they just ran what do you call it? Ramshacked it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um for us is like you know, we just exhausted. We tired. Mm-hmm. We, one, we tired of being grouped in with niggas. And then we also tired of just like not being able to have a good time with a mass group of people. I think the best way to get rid of gang members, too, it, it, besides like, you know, calling the police on them, is literally having a fake location. Have a mm. fake have a fake location and then literally get the numbers and emails of everyone. <clears throat> and and literally get the numbers and emails of everyone that is going to go and make sure nobody is in no fucking gang and be like, hey, everyone on the email chain has been updated. We're switching the location. I'm going to do it the day of I, I, or the day before. We're going to switch the location. So because what happens is somebody because re- some regular black woman be dating fucking gang members sometimes, too. So yeah. They're going to be like, hey, we actually we moved it over here. And it's like, why the fuck did you tell Tyshawn that you moved the no, fucking... No, yeah. It, this is what happens, really. It's Bakersfield, right? So I'm just saying, when I seen the bikers on... Uh, what night was that? Uh, what was we at? Maybe, like, Friday night, maybe. Mm. It's like 300 of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's like lot, hundreds yeah. of, of them, you know, and they're coming from all different places. You can see them riding around town. So... The only way that works is if it's like some private event where it's you heighten like you got to be way out maybe something like that. It can't be, excuse me, it can't be nothing in the city because we gonna see the bikes and we gonna see the large group of people. <clears throat> but yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those things. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't have a solution for it. I just wish it was different. Yeah, same here, man. Mm-hmm. All right, um, be safe out there, folks. Yeah. Yeah, so let's you move see them on. niggas that wear a particular color. color. They yeah. say "cuz" a lot. Yeah, just stay out the way. So I imagine if somebody pressed me, that's like, "Hey, nigga, I heard on your little podcast you talk about Crips and run my fade." Hmm. I'd be like, "Man, leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone, bro. Yeah, leave me alone." <laughs> He's like, "On hood, nigga, you talking about Crips, nigga?" I'd be like, "Bro, I don't bang. You a buster for that." Because mm-hmm. think about it, if you a street dude, right, and you banging on, I'm a truck driver, bro. Mm-hmm. If you banging on me. And I don't game bang. You weak for that. I was like, why don't you go mess with those bloods that have been pestering your neighborhood? Yeah. You know? All right. Switching gears. Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion reveals she will be stingy when it comes to sex as the rapper is turning a new leaf in their dating life. She said, um, uh, the 28-year-old savage hitmaker who recently starred a commercial to remote uh, Summer Olympics announced the update on Instagram Live. She began taking a swipe at those who have been obsessed or critical of her personal life, stating, "It's like nobody, it's like nobody be listening to my music. Uh, they be like Megan The Stallion. I cannot believe she likes to have sex. I cannot believe Megan The Stallion fucks." The performer continued, "Bitch, y'all be okay. This is just bad English." Um, <clears throat> Megan began and then paused to say, "No, but I am turning a new leaf." Okay, here's the deal. What I'm not going to do is shame women at all. But I will say this. 
Whenever you snap your finger, right? When you snap your finger and you say, I'm turning a new leaf, you cannot expect the world to perceive you the way that you put it out there. That's just not how it fucking works. Mm-hmm. Right? These whole phases be way out there in the public. My thing is this. If you're going to do some whole shit, do it in private. Just do it in private. If you do things in private, there's no reason why they got to come to the light. But when you live a very public lifestyle and then you say, I'm turning a new leaf, you can do whatever you want to do, but you have to understand people are not always going to subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. In addition to, you don't just snap your fingers and then you just change. That's not how things work. I was telling Keith earlier, can you imagine if a dude tried to say they had a fucking gay phase in college? Oh, it was only like four guys, you know, but like, I like women. I ain't with that. Like, nah, women going to look at you as gay forever. Dang. You can't have no gay phase as a man and then all of a sudden say, hey, I turned a new leaf. That ain't how it worked. Because mm-hmm. women already call men sassy already. They call heterosexual men sassy. Imagine if you actually took some dick. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, uh-uh, dick boy, first of all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a dick in the booty ass Yeah, nigga. first of all, dick man, okay? I ain't mm-hmm. got to put up with none of your shit. Because mm-hmm. you like boys anyway. You be like, I told you there was a phase. Mm-hmm. See, women get away with that whole phase shit, but men cannot ever do anything comparable to that. Um, and I'll also say this. Um... I lost my train of thought. But anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I just, I don't, I think people need to be very cognizant of what they're portraying out in the public. Because if you're going to do anything, it is your business. It's it's okay. It is your business. It's all good. But at the same time, some people turn a new leaf because they're not really, they're not really happy about how they've been conducting themselves, whether it's men or women. Right? So they're not proud of it. Because at the end of it, I'm going to tell you straight up, whether it's a man or a woman, at the end of you running through a bunch of men or women running, men running through women, there is an emptiness there. You have given your body up to a bunch of people and you ain't married to none of them. They ain't gave you nothing. They ain't, it's just been sex exchange. By the way, there's absolutely nothing wrong with casual sex. There's nothing wrong because if a woman's fucking, that's fine. But it's a difference between being a hoe and fucking. Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. If you just being a hoe, that's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who you are. Mm-hmm. But if you fucking, that's fine because you're a human being. That's just how, if is she hooking up with a couple dudes here and there, that's normal because women have to have a sex life too, man. But if you just hoeing, that's like that's od. Mm-hmm. And and I think habitually the the habits we create over time, it literally it defines who we are. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it defines who we are. <clears throat> You know, because you've been like, it takes a while to undo it, too, because if you whether you're a man or you're a player or you're a hoe or whatever you want to call it, it takes a while to undo those behaviors. If you a dude that's talking to like seven, eight girls and you fucking five of them and you like toggling between these girls and then you say, you know what, I want to get married. I had to change my ways. You don't just snap your finger and now you're not fucking five of those girls. You Mm -hmm. might drop it to two Mm -hmm. and then you meet these new girls and now you're doing this you are not going to be ready to transition into something serious. It's going to take you some time to really reverse engineer the way you think. You know how many hoes, you know how many people that's hoes that's married? Mm -hmm. Like they legitimate, and this is men and women, they just have the behavior of hoes while being in a committed relationship. Yeah. That you doing the same hoe shit you was doing while you was a full-fledged hoe, but now you married. Like, it's certain behaviors we see men, dis- like men is in all these girls' inboxes, but you're a married man. Mm-hmm. Women out here with a whole body out, but you're a married woman. You still a hoe. Mm-hmm. 
You cannot turn a new leaf and snap your fingers. That shit takes time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the the thing for me, you know, the conversation is getting back to Meg Thee Stallion. I think that um, the last thing we seen of her, you know, at least publicly, was that she was in a relationship with the dude uh, party. Yeah. And um, from there, you know, there were, due to her court case, uh, you know, <laughs> there were just names that was coming out. And then there was also certain rappers that just felt the need to say that they they had slept with her. So from, you know, it, it could be possible that she's kind of been on this journey journey since, you know, being in the relationship with um, Partisan Fontaine. Um, but I, I think that it, it, it sounds cool, you yeah. know, like saying that you're going, I mean, saying you're going to be stingy with your pussy is just kind of a wild statement. It is. <laughs> um, just say that in general. I think that, but I, I will say, I think that, a lot of women go through this, like a lot of promiscuous women go through this where yeah. they start to get a little bit older mm-hmm. um, and they realize that the the their behavior, and I'm not, ju- and this is not coming from judgment, this is coming from just reality, their behavior, whether it's sleeping with X amount of people, um, me just being a guy, I understand that for the most part, like a guy is not looking at that person like, oh, this is the person I want to have, you know, to marry. This is the person that I want to see walking down the aisle with, you know, the wedding dress on. Like, they're looking at that person like, dang, I'm about to, like, what is what is the least I can do, mm. you know, to smash, you know, without mm-hmm. going above and beyond and treat making her seem like, you know, she's going to be be my my girlfriend. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, people's, you know, I think that's why it's important to, you know, be mindful of, you know <clears throat> who you who you lay with just because like that that is that impacts like your future relationships you know? absolutely so, there's some people that may not actually care and then there's some people that may that may actually care so you know i i think that um it is great that you know she wants to be I, like i said i think that that's i think it, that that phrase can be stated in a much better way um but if you know, if her goal is to actually, you know, want to be in, you know, a committed relationship, you know, want to, you know, be, want to settle down with somebody, I think that that's, that's great. But it it's also just not lip service. <laughs> like, you got to yeah. actually do the work because you can say anything. Anybody can say anything that they're, they're going to, um, they're going to stop giving up sex so easily or whatever. But, you know, when it comes to the actionable thing, you know. It's, it's it's an entirely different conversation. It also, too, is is if you're a person that's used to variety, right? When whenever like we're uh, I talked about this on the Oleander Sunset podcast, but we we live in a society where we think we have options, but all we have is a variety of people who want to fuck us. That's not those are a bunch of weak connections. That's not something that is gonna. It's not something that's going to turn into something good. Mm-hmm. So you've made a bunch of weak connections with men that you allowed to have sex with you. And now what's happening is your experience as a woman over a certain duration of time is a bunch of weak connections from men who none of them wanted to commit to you. Mm-hmm. And now you found this person that you wanted, that you committed to. But the issue with that is, is whenever you've had that much variety, you're not sure if this person's the one. The, you can have an amazing person sitting right in front of you but the fact that you've had so much variety is is all they got to do is say one thing that you don't like and you want to leave him mm-hmm. because you th- this what you used to hoeing so now the dude that might be decent you out of there 
It's no different than these dudes. The same, a dude could be dealing with a bunch of chicks. He finds one girl, and he just start finding somebody on the side. It's because people have not created a level of consistency with dealing with one person. Yeah, They just need these weak connections to get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I said before, there's nothing wrong with fucking. Casual sex is okay. But I think people don't, people just don't have no limits, bro. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just become so over, it's become so oversaturated. Mm-hmm. To where people just and they having sex, different sex partners at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like we not, I'm not gonna say no names, but like I know of you know some people that do that mm-hmm. or have done that, where one person smashing and then find out the other person smashing at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's a weird. That's that's a lot. Being sexually active with like four people at the same time is crazy work. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy work, and that's what. That's what people are into, man. How can a person that's sexually active with four people at the same time, like they fuck this person on Monday, this person on Wednesday, this person on Thursday, like if you fucking like that, you, there, there's no way you can find a committed relationship. There's just no way you can find a real one, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I Yeah. I think, you know, one thing that you were saying, I just think it it would be hard for somebody to believe that you can actually, like, settle down. Yeah, it's a joke. It's hard to, like you said, when you have variety and options, um, a lot of that is, like, there's nothing, ain't nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Like, if that's the way that you want to live your life, like, do your thing. I just think that if your goal is to be, like, to get, like, in a real committed relationship, like, I think it takes, like, some work to be done from for partners to yeah yeah to like absolutely living a uh this normal like american dream of a of a of a marriage it takes it takes years to undo that Mm -hmm. it takes years you don't snap your fingers and get out of it my thing is this you can do whatever you want but don't fucking be naive don't be naive that's not how the real world works not to mention if you are if you a dude or a woman and you very worldly and you out there and you just relentlessly fucking a bunch of people People know you now. Mm-hmm. So the person that you want may not want you anymore because they know what you're into. Yeah. And you got to be able to deal. I mean, I think that the biggest thing is we got to be able That's why hoes moves to, to different cities. Yeah, we got to be able to, <laughs> to like, um, deal with our our past, you know, and it comes to. And, and this is this is a thing that's primarily, like, a, like a woman thing. Like, I don't think... Um, women look at men in the same manner but it's just the reality of like we have some do yeah but i i I haven't seen many situations where like a girl is like how many people have you slept with like oh you know i just think that you know women tend to look at it a little bit different they do but i just um but being being that's just that's just what it is like we have our there's some um advantages that men have in certain you know social um, situations and then vice versa, but I just think that um, w- just knowing the landscape, instead of being out here and trying to be the civil rights leader for like hoeing, like you just got to understand Damn. like this is that's this is just what it is. Like a man may or may not want you because based off of your your past or especially here in town, like you know because everything is in such close proximity. Mm-hmm. Like you know you're you're more than likely to know somebody that your partner is, you know, has sex with. We have a different value system as men and women. And it's it's not so much of a like, oh, like, you know, it's a double standard. It's not even a double standard. It's just a value system. And I don't think anyone's at fault. I just think that if a man 
has doesn't have the uh, like if he does not have the ability to provide or he doesn't have some form of you know financial responsibility and certain stuff women aren't going to fuck with him either right and and if a man wants to provide for a woman and this is what and he thinks he found his woman but she slept with five of his friends i don't think he wants to fuck with her anymore mm-hmm. and i don't think he has to the same way a woman doesn't have to deal with a man who just has no type of integrity or any type of tenacity to do better. Mm-hmm. If a woman can't see that you have some level of foresight, she doesn't have to deal with you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's a fair trade, man. I, it's unfortunate, but that's that's how reality works. Mm-hmm. We can't snap our fingers and expect people to see the change that we see in ourselves because to us, it's so real. Mm-hmm. To us, we're like, I'm a new man. I'm a new this. I'm a new that. Mm-hmm. It's no different than people that say, "Hey, I, I got a, um, I have a New Year's resolution, right?" And I'm, and then you see them working; they're going to the gym all the way to February 25th. They're just fucking putting in work, and all of a sudden, it starts trickling down. They miss one day, they miss three days, they miss two weeks, they miss a month. Now they haven't been to the gym in four fucking months, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. We're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So you just can't snap your fingers and expect that to change. And I mean, that's uh, like I said, too. I mentioned that's why a lot of people be moving to different cities. They be wanting to start over mm-hmm. because they know they didn't did so much shit in where they live. They and usually it's women that do that. It's men that leave, too. But because they embarrassed by the city they live in because they know they know that it's going to be probably more difficult to have a partner. You know, uh, in their city because people know some of the stuff they've done, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not even and it's unfortunate. It's not even the shame women. It's just I th- it's I've seen even women kind of frown down on other women for certain stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, mm-hmm. I don't even know what. A, uh, what is it for men? What would be a good. Oh, a, a bad one, though, a deal breaker for women, too, is if you're a dude and you got like. You just got hella baby mamas, like yeah. I think the kids is the only. I don't know. You if got five, sleeping, like the partners, but the physical manifestation of all the sex that you've been all having, those kids. Yeah, when you have the kids, I think that that's. And some women are okay with it, but I think that like people that are trying to have a real relationship, they don't. They don't want women that are dating a man that has like five baby mamas. They just want to get fucked. There, it's the dude is either already fucked them and he did it good. Or they heard about him, or they there's he got to be like that nigga. It's something sexual about that man that a woman, especially a woman with no kids, is gonna be fucking with him, and it's just because the dude either knows how to fuck or he's just like some type of like he's that dude to her. Yeah. Because there's no reason why. Like if I had a daughter, I would tell her straight up, "Don't you ever deal with a nigga with five baby mamas? Are you fucking stupid?" Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So, like, if somebody feels I have a criticism or whatever of women, I have the same one of men. Mm-hmm. The same one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a wild. That's a wild life, man. I know a dude that got eight kids, bro. No, like your age. No, nine. He got nine. God dang. Nah, he like I think he's like a year older than me. Mm-hmm. And it's another dude. I think he got like twelve. But God then, dang. Yeah, bro. I'm like, oh my god. Like, yeah. bro, con- like condoms only cost a couple of dollars, brother. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is like people does. I guess they don't like wearing them. I guess the the sensation is not the same. So, yeah, I I think that I don't know people. 
I'm not going to say a nowadays thing because I don't think it's like. Uh, Hardly anyone uses protection anymore. We already talked about this. Only like thir- almost it was like close to forty people that only forty percent of people that use actually use condoms now. Yeah, I mean, I d- I just don't think that that's like a statistic that's on the rise. I just think that right. people like you know throughout history have you know chose to use condoms whenever they wanted to. But I, I just think that it's just it's crazy to think that you know somebody that is could be our peers our peers like out here slinging it like that, you know. And it, I think to be to there's not too many of those families that are like cohesive families. Right. It's like co-parenting situations, two, three baby moms or, you know, two, three baby dads. Cause you know, to put out that much in you only like 40 years old is, is kind of crazy. Yeah. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. You'd have made a lot of, the, you made a lot of mistakes in your life. Yeah. And it's easier for a man to like, you can, a man to I know have a, I know a friend uh, a friend of mine who has like kids that are the same age but they're with two separate women you know he got two girls pregnant at the same time so damn you know it's, it's much easier for a guy to get his numbers up than a woman because you know it takes nine months to, mm-hmm. to deliver the baby and then you know so yeah I wonder if they knew about each other uh probably not until the child I don't think in that situation I don't think they knew until the kids were. You know, about to be in some born. cases, I think women. I think some, in some cases, I think some women know that there's another woman around, but they just they want what they want and they stick around, mm-hmm. which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like if if you got a feeling that a dude is like seriously dealing with someone else, you might want to be careful with that. It's the same for men. It's dudes out here that be fucking people's wives. It's like, bro, chill out. Like, yeah, you gonna get yourself hurt. That's a good way to die. That's a real good way to die. You want to fuck my wife? It's like, I already been doing it, homie. Because some, dude, some dudes are so stupid. The dude will confront them like, have you been fucking my wife? He's like, if he was handling your business, then it wouldn't be. <laughs> and yeah, pow, that's how you pow, get pow, shot. Pow, pow, pow. You get shot in the head saying stuff Look like here, man. that. I can't, I can't agree or disagree. But if you say something like that to a man and you get shot, well, you just got shot. <laughs> I can't agree or disagree. Yeah, That's just what happened. I just, it's just what happened. That's just yeah. the reality of disrespecting a man <laughs> after you've been fucking his wife. <laughs> yeah. There's a video that uh, uh, that your brother ch- shared to the chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude that walked in and some dude was fucking his wife. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was on Twitter. Some dude was fucking his wife. He's hitting her from the back and he busted through the door and he had a big ass knife mm-hmm. and he just knifed them both to death, bro. God dang. One man with a knife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, why is this on Twitter? Yeah, Twitter be having some wild stuff. Yeah, and, and what it was, I think he he stuck the dude. The dude took off running, but I don't mm-hmm. think he lived because that knife went deep. Mm-hmm. Dude takes off. He butt-ass naked. But then his wife tried to fight, and he just stabbed her up. I'm like, oh, my God. God dang. It was like a horror movie. Like it, freaking it, it was Freddy the dude, versus Jason. The dude, the dude threw his whole life away, man. Mm-hmm. He threw his whole life away. They both threw their lives away, man. We know we at, at this no, I point. I said that dude threw his life away for killing them. That's what I'm saying. They both did. Like you sleep, choosing to sleep with a, mm. a a married woman. I just think that now we have too much information, and we've seen too many scenarios where, um, you know, sleeping with a married woman is out. You know, it's ended bad. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that for somebody to like actively choose to do that now when we've seen videos like that we've seen situations where 
dudes are killing each other over women and like that happened in Bakersfield last year. Yeah, exactly. So Mm -hmm. I'm just saying there's plenty of women that don't have relationships that you can talk to. Like it don't don't have to be the girl with a husband. Was that, I think that was around Christmas. Uh huh. Was that last, was that last year? It was 2022 or 23? I think it was 23. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a, a dude. It was a dude that was messing with this girl. And then she was, the girl was talking to another dude, and the dude showed up at the house, and they had a fucking shootout. Yeah, killed each other. And they killed each other. And the thing is, this is not her first rodeo. I guess the woman was with somebody else, and the same thing happened to him. Yeah. So it's like, bruh, like, you're not. And what's funny is, after they both shot themselves to death, she probably jumped on another dick right after that. She that's probably, that's she why probably you, got some, some waterfall. I don't know what kind of pussy she got, but I don't want it. Yeah. Stay away from that. That pussy is to die for. No, no, not at all. <laughs> if that man, that pussy make you demonic, bro. <laughs> that some... pussy got had you on demon time, huh? <laughs> 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 oh man, yeah, that was that was, that was a crazy ordeal. I couldn't believe that. Like, I'm for one, if you're arguing with another man in any capacity, that means that the person you're with betrayed you. They, yeah. they betrayed you so bad. There was there was some misunderstanding along the way. Like whether the guy might have thought that it was just you and him or mm-hmm. whatever the situation was. But yeah, both yeah both of them ended up shooting each other, which is crazy. Now they both dead. Yeah, they both dead, and she running around. Oh my god. Yeah, he was that guy was my age too. I think he was. Um, I think he might have graduated to high school the same year. Yeah, one of like them that. one of them was like a, you know, amateur MMA fighter. Mhm. Yeah. Like, dude, come on. He um I remember we had went to this. It was like a fight party, like um like some real 2000 or like 2010s type stuff. But it was like a it was like a fight party. So there was a fight <laughs> at the beginning of the party, and then after the fight was over, then, you know, everybody just Started partying and hanging out, and drinking whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> one of my friends he, he he fought that guy, the guy, one of the guys I was in the shooting. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so they had like a little MMA fight, and then after that, like we just you know was dancing and stuff in the in the in the house party. Wow, they had like a a little uh, who was they had a ref. <laughs> I don't know if it was a ref out there, but it was a, it was like a little it was like a little legit little little situation. So it was crazy. Oh wow! Did they have a cage or what? No, in no cage. It's the backyard. Yeah, that's that's the first. Shout out to uh, Baby Hulk. That's the first time I seen Baby Hulk was a, a backyard brawl show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those, it was a, it was a guy out here in Bakersfield that threw like some some kind of local like unprofessional boxing matches, um, just like regular dudes fighting, and it it was like it was like it seemed to be pretty entertaining. Like watching people that don't really know how to fight fight is actually still entertaining. Yeah, they be tired after thirty seconds. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. Yep. If you got any skill, if you have any skill, you are you are eyes and ears above the average man in the world. Because if they be like, come on, bitch, they're used to fighting people and punching them within like, you know, a few seconds. But if they can't hit you and you're just dodging the punches, they'll be tired after thirty seconds, man. Yeah. And then after that, you could just full fledged just beat their ass. I want to, you know what I want to do? I want to create a, um, <laughs> like a, a, a gang. I'm gonna call it the squabble up, but it's gonna be like 
really organized boxing matches, but it's just gonna be different gangs in Bakersfield. Yeah, let's make them fight. Yeah. They just gotta get their squabble. Just up. put a chicken sandwich in there and make them fight <laughs> over it. <laughs> <laughs> bitch ass nigga, that's my sandwich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man life is crazy right keith yeah man it's a crazy world man. crip's so crazy yeah, crip <laughs> crip's so crazy oh i farted oh man sorry y'all i hope y'all didn't hear that i don't think the mic picked that up yeah i don't think so god that's the thing man i mean holding it in a fart so long it could start it starts to affect your brain how long before you fart around a girl? Oh man, I'm a. Shh. Um, I'm at to wait till after we have sex. Dang. Okay. Yeah. So I got to get the pussy first, man. You can't be farting in front of a girl before you get it. <laughs> so, um, uh, after I have sex, which will probably be like no more than the third date. So by the third date, we third date you smashing. By no further than the third date, we having mm-hmm. sex, mm-hmm. and then we're still filling each other out, and be like, hey, actually, like she's a really awesome person, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And we might go on a few. Probably by the fifth date, I'm farting. Okay, by the fifth date, by the fifth date, she'd be like, oh my god, ha 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 ha, you're so crazy, and I'd be like, oh my bad, I just had to let it out, you know? Is it still dates after like three or four? Because I feel like. Like for me, we're gonna go on a first date, right. and then the second date might be like a the actual second date. I mm-hmm. think the first date is just like eating and getting yeah. to know each other. 100%. Second date is probably like maybe something like that. Like let's go grab some food again. It could be um, sex sometimes too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I'm just talking about my own personal. One hundred percent. But um, after that, it, it it starts to be like more hangout stuff. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Like yeah. you're not necessarily like curating like date dates is just more nah, so like you, you know just, let's hang out here yeah. let's do this let's do that mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know yeah it's, it's more or less like hey i'm gonna come pick you up what are we doing like don't <clears> worry <throat> about it just get dressed yeah exactly yeah but yeah i'm definitely farting <laughs> <laughs> gotta get your farts because it's like it's gonna be hard <clears throat> for me to be myself i think i think that um some women do fart first but i think that men should definitely like we got to lead, man. You got to let it out, yeah, just so they know, like, it's good. Like, what's good? The fart? Like, it's okay to fart. Oh, I was like, they got to know it's good. I was like, is they, they testing your farts now? Nah. nah. That fart was toxic. I don't <laughs> think you should be doing that. Not that. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even smell. So, I like, I know you're toxic because it's not even smelling. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, you test farts out. So is that like a side gig? Or yeah, something? you got a little like gas, like you know, gas follicle tester. I wonder if like that would be a deal breaker for some women. You fart real bad, and they're like, "Just drop me off. Just don't ever text me again." <laughs> I'd be like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you think the day going good? You're like, "Yeah, man, it's just really cool. I really enjoy spending time with you." And you just like. Just drop me off right now. I'm just that, so over this. Day. That far sounded like a little spaceship. Is <laughs> <laughs> <It's a laughs> like going through like a speed vortex or something? Yeah, I think got a Fast and Furious fart. <laughs> <laughs> nigga fart knew all about family. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that's, kinda, that's funny. Yeah, I think though, if you do fart in front of a woman for the first time, it can't be no little weak one. It got to be a big one. Yeah. It got to be like, you got to set the tone. Yeah, I feel you. You want that motherfucker like, 
It can't. It got to be. I would say the first fart. It got to be like levels to it, though. The first fart can't be like a super like funky fart. Cause that might that really might make her want you to drop her off. You can't control that though. But you could feel it on the way out. That's why I tend to try to eat a little bit of a better diet. Like if I know I'm gonna be blowing ass, <laughs> I at least want it to be like not bad. Nah, you you know like if it's hot, hot, like on you could just yeah. I feel like you kinda got a feeling in your stomach. Yeah, you know like this is just gas bad. or this is just this is just ass. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know for me the, the the temperature tells me how stanky it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like 98 degrees, it's, it's, it's definitely a nose hair burner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I remember, uh, well, this happened a few times. I'll be training somebody at work, mm-hmm. and, like, the windows will be open. It'll be kind of cold outside, and I just start smelling shit. <laughs> and, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I know it's not cows out here. This is a rural area. So I just hit my fucking window anyways. Yeah. I just start rolling my shit down. I'm like, dude, you're not going to be in here fucking it's blowing you out. hot boxing, farting yeah. on me. I will say that I think the two, there's two like historically like cinematic uh, fart jokes. I think one was on Mr. and Mrs. Smith where uh, the girl farted and then she acted like, you know, somebody was like breaking into the yeah. house. So they like. You know, she's like, she gets up and they search the house and stuff, and she's just like blowing it out the door or whatever. And then there was another time, uh, I forget the exact joke, but it's in, in the the movie Goodwill Hunting, and um, uh, Robin Williams, rest in peace, Robin Williams. He he tells a joke about his wife about how she like she farted in her dream and she woke herself up, and then she was like, "What was that?" And he was like, "It's nothing, honey. Just go back to sleep." <laughs> then she, he's like, "I just didn't have the balls to tell her that you know she farted." Women so. ain't even accountable for farts. <laughs> Goddamn, <laughs> fuck. You gotta be account. Own it. Yeah. Like I don't know what that was. It must be the cat or the the dog or, or the or the baby or, or yeah. like we don't have a baby. What's going on? Yeah, I, it's funny too. Now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder maybe subconsciously. I don't know if they did it consciously, but this that scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith is technically like the joke that Robin Williams told in that movie. Mm. So I wonder if they like subconsciously kind of like. Yeah. I'm not gonna say nothing though. Too, I'm not. A, I'm not the like to put it. If it's like undeniable, like she blow ass and it's loud, I'm be like, hi, you know, what I'm saying? whatever. Yeah. I'm not gonna make a big deal out of it. But uh, Shannon Sharp was talking about him and Deion Sanders was talking about. Oh, you can't fart around me. Uh-uh. That's nasty. Uh, you can't be doing that. I'm like, what kind of niggas are y'all? <laughs> what did he what is she supposed to do? Did he say? He's like, go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'm I like, mean, some people, on. not to say that there's any right or wrong, but some people just have different level of manners. Mm, um nah, there are some that. people that like guys like Charlemagne, he always talk about how he don't fart in his clothes. <laughs> like, you know, he only fart when he using the bathroom. So that's bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, that's just certain people grow up different, man. Like they just got different, different, different. I hope I meet. Rules. I hope I meet Charlamagne one day, so I can fart on him. That's that's a little wild. No, I'm like, <laughs> you pause, yeah. I'm not even a pause kind of guy, but you got to pause that. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> that get crazy. Was it wasn't meant to be sexual? Yeah. At all. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, there was no there was no sexual implications about me farting on Charlamagne. Charlamagne I want to fart on you. <laughs> Char- Chardemagne. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. 
Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right, switching gears, man. Um, should you share your share passwords with your partner? Um, here's the deal, man. I think that we live in a different time today. Um, there's a lot of infidelity, a lot of sneaky things that are going on on social media. And my, my initial thought about this is like, fuck no, I shouldn't have to share passwords or any of that. But let's be very clear. Um, there has to be some level of um, reaction to what's happening in society. Like we see all these marriages going to shit. There's over 50% divorce rate. There's a lot of a uh, lot of like hidden secretive lives that are taking place on these apps. And I think that especially if you really <clears throat> rocking with a woman, like if, let's say you really, you either you married or she's your fiance or she's just like your girl and you really rock with her. I wouldn't have a problem just writing my shit down somewhere and just leaving it. Mm-hmm. Like if you need to, you, if you want to log into it, go ahead. And if you find something that you don't like, I'll explain it. Like, yes, I used to fuck her a while back before you know before we got together or whatever the case or I don't communicate with this girl or whatever because truth be told if we have that level of communication we could build trust that way because society has forced us to kind of do this like if you just trust somebody okay god bless y'all for reals but man I'm gonna tell you right now the amount of married women who have been inappropriate in my DMs has been wild Mm mm-hmm like, like, just to be pretty blunt, like the stuff like you know, a woman that is legally married that is sending you full frontal news, titties out, ass out, and you just like, what's going Didn't on? That happened, huh? That happened? Absolutely. Damn. Yeah, her whole pussy was out. I was like, man, that's some good pussy right there. <laughs> that's some good married pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to follow up with that. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Because even when women do shit like that, mm-hmm. there's no telling how much that man loves her. So you need to stay in your lane and leave that woman alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's it's a lot of secretive stuff going on. So mm-hmm. if if that's what it takes for your relationship to... I don't know, be in a better place, fuck it. Go ahead and do it. Some people say, absolutely not. You can't look at my phone. I'm not giving you no passwords. It's my phone, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. But like I said, the way the world is now, we all understand how it is. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, it's up to y'all. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think both things are true. It is your phone and it is your your property. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and th- I think for the most part, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, like there's... If you ain't got really nothing to hide, like you know, it's it's, it's there shouldn't be anything. Uh, it shouldn't be uh, a problem to give your your password to uh, yeah to your significant other or your girlfriend or whatever. Um, but I think also, like you said, I I think that um, you know, at least for me, I I, I do sh- share my um, my my phone, um, not like my passwords to all my social media, but right. my. My uh, just the regular lock screen yeah. thing, yeah, and then that's just like that's yeah. I th- the passwords is a little od probably, but yeah. like you can have my lock screen mm-hmm. if I have one, or if I just don't have a lock screen, then you can go and access and look at whatever you want. And and a lot of things are out of our control, especially with women. It's not a woman's fault if they're sexually attractive. Like, it's not their fault. So if they post a picture, even if it's a regular photo, and you got guys putting hard eyes or telling her how beautiful she is or, hey, I'd like to take you out, like, that's not always her fault. But that that wouldn't really happen, like, in a situation where, 
like our situation, mm. you know, like if a person knows you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and if you if anybody like for DJ, for example, him and his wife are everybody knows that they're both in a relationship. So mm-hmm. there's not really going to be a situation where she posts a picture and then some nigga is like, that's true. Because unless you like super famous, you know, like unless you like a Kevin Hart's wife, you know, what I mean, like. I think people, if she posts a picture, there will probably be people that are like objectifying her because she just has so many followers. But yeah. mm, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Janelle strikes me as a decent person, so mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can't, I can't speak on everything. But I will say I don't really see that happening with her. Yeah, just because she just she seems that the content that she posts and the tone in which she you know handles her social media platform i just don't see that mm-hmm. like she she hasn't created an environment for that to happen mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like it's some though it's some married women out here that's very popular on social media mm-hmm. those are the ones you need to fucking watch yeah the ones that got they getting 500 likes on a photo why are you getting that when you're married why do you need that level of affirmation that's scary because mm-hmm. out of 500 people it's some of them niggas that you like in them comments. It yeah. might be it might be four or five of them, but it's somebody that you like. Maybe it's a little bit taller. I think to I think right. there there is a certain level of man. Maybe like whether you're single or whatever your relationship status yep. is, but they feel like you know like cool like you married. That's what's up. Or you got they a boyfriend. A that's that's cool. Good mm-hmm. for him. You know what I mean. But it, yeah, I don't I don't think it really affects how they move it could be an old flame it could be a there's and it's it's unfortunate but it's just a lack of self-control that men and women have it could be like let's say before a girl gets with uh uh, gets with a guy and she loves this guy and everything but before her guy it was a dude that she really wanted but either he was in a relationship or he wasn't really picking up what she was laying down Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden she's married for two years and the dude's like hey how you been this and that you're like, hey, we should have some coffee sometime. And now she's like in between, like, is this appropriate? If, is it not? And we're like, hey, we could have coffee, but my husband's going to kill me if he finds out. Uh, ah. let, let's go yeah. have some coffee. And then they be in there having coffee with a single yeah. dude. Like, yeah. this shit happens. It was yeah. a uh, it was a situation. You can't be doing that, man. Not you can't be doing it, but it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, people, man, bro, it's, it, it's some, man, it's some people that that don't have a real concept of what cheating is. Mm-hmm. Like it was this dude was like, I wasn't really cheating on my wife. I just got a little head, but it wasn't like cheating. I'm like, bro. Yeah. You had a whole dick in a woman's mouth. That's A fucking- little head ain't cheating, no. What do you mean? Getting a little head ain't cheating. All right, Keith. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just messing. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So that's really some people's logic, though. Every Every time, every time, like a man says something like that, you gotta like flip it and see if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So let's imagine your wife said, "Would you like I wasn't cheating? He was just eating my pussy." Yeah. Would you accept that? He just fingered me. It wasn't nothing. He crazy. just fingered me. It wasn't like we weren't cheating. It's that like, sounds wild in an argument. Yeah. So you shouldn't like be who saying- is this nigga in your phone? <laughs> it's just Tyrone. He just fingered me. It wasn't nothing. I wasn't even cheating. Like what? <laughs> who is this nigga? Keep fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that's his real last name <laughs> so is this a nigga that's been fingering you the whole time is he like a specialist of fingering it's <laughs> not that nigga real name he's been fingering you I already know <laughs> finger all in your pussy 
Yeah, that shit wild, bro. It's certain things that we do as men and women that's way inappropriate, and then we turn around and act like it's not a big deal. Oh, like for example, here we go. Usher, right? When Usher comes across the screen and women are like, Ooh my God, just give me a minute with him, Lord. Like right in front of their husbands. Yeah. Can you imagine if we seen Rihanna go across the screen and we like, man, what I would give for Rihanna to suck my dick. Dang. Yeah. Think about that. You women would they could not handle. They would be so mad. Like, why would you say something like that? It's like, you just said you wanted to fucking ride Usher. Yeah. Right in front of me. Yeah. He's like, you think that that's okay? It was recently, I forgot the the, the artist's name, but like some Jamaican artist, some girl was there with her man at the concert, mm-hmm. and then she like walked away from her man, and then the artist told her to come on stage, and then he started like performing these really sexual dances on the girl. Mm-hmm. And then the dude that had that's bought- like Omalay or something like that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you called mm-hmm. it. The dude, uh, her boyfriend broke up with her. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, <clears throat> that's weird, though. I don't know. I, look, I don't know, but I will say this: I don't know what it is about women that go to these concerts, but they be getting out of character with the artists, bro. Yeah, but you, I, I feel like you could kind of feel that, um, with when you riding around listening to the music, because I would imagine if y'all mm. got that, like you know, but you may it may have been just like a situation where. Yeah, You're seeing it in real time. All, all I gotta, you know, you got a good point. All I gotta do is be in the car with you, and we could be establishing something. But I hear you, fucking Harry Styles comes on, and you're like, "Oh my god, I get so hot when he comes on." <laughs> I'll be like, "Yeah, we we're not gonna be in no relationship. Yeah, that ain't happening." Because some people would say like, "That's just insecure. It's her celebrity crush. Why are you acting like that?" It's not even that a celebrity crush. It's that that you overtly chose to disrespect me because this person came on there. Yeah. If I if if all of a sudden I heard Rihanna shine bright like a diamond and I'm like, "Oh my god, I want to grab her booty one day." This I this is <laughs> this is what I'll say. I, I got to respect for Kawhi Leonard when he when he had this conversation. He was doing the um the um the little it was like a little interview. Mm-hmm. Um I forget dude's name. He was like he used to play power forward for the um for the Raptors back in the day. Bosh no, not Bosch. He played. Um, I forget. He's like French or something like that. Oh, I forget. Uh, I forget not, his it's name. Not Siakam. No, Siakam, not French. Uh. Um, but yeah, whoever I forget his name. Maybe it'll come back to me one uh, later on. But um, so he does this little little YouTube series or whatever, and they like. I think they go in there and like eat food, like eat strange foods or something like that. But oh, <laughs> you talking about fucking. Uh, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. The the tall dude that he he block a lot of shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly it'll come to me. He was really good back in the day. He, he kind of fell off now. Yeah, but, he did. Mm-hmm. Um so he asked him, he was like, yo, like, you know, Kawhi, like, yo, who's your celebrity crush? And Kawhi, he thought about it. It wasn't even for a minute. It was like just short. And he was like, he's like, I ain't really, I can't really say it. Cause you know, he and Kawhi's in a relationship. Absolutely. But he like, it's, it's just too close. Like I'm Kawhi Leonard. You know, 100%. Now, one of the best basketball players right. in the world. Like I can't just be saying my celebrity crush cause it's, it's yeah. tangible. You know what right, I mean? Right. So, um, I think that, um, not that that relates to like a normal everyday person, but at the same time, like Justin Bieber or Usher or whoever, like the celebrity crush is, they're like, they're human beings. And you know, 
there. Um, of course, it it may you may never meet these people, but they're right. still like human beings. You 100%. know what I mean? So for you to be like flaunting your celebrity crush in front of your partner's face, that's weird. Maybe it's insecurity, but actually, and it's also like you know, it it. It the only difference is they are millionaires or s- number one Billboard chart. But like, if that was that same conversation about um, Stacy, you know, from you know that you went to high school with or whatever, it was mm. like, oh my gosh, Stacy got some big old titties. Oh, it'd be a totally yeah. different conversation. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So the only separate thing is that these people are extremely popular and wealthy I, I and just, they're not tangible i just think a lot of men have been trained to disallow <laughs> that to happen and yeah. if they say like man why you guys got to talk about usher like that that's crazy it'd be like well if you're insecure about it that's your problem and it's like absolutely you can be insecure and not be something wrong with you i don't understand why people consider insecurity always a bad thing sometimes it just is what it is there's no person on this fucking planet that's completely secure no one mm-hmm. so cut it out I, especially, I, hold on. Especially when it'll be like a, let's say, a woman's insecure about something. What happens is even, her friends will gas her up. Girl, you are that bitch. You are the one. The girl will be four hundred pounds, right? But they gassing her up because she's insecure. But when a man is insecure, they don't really get that type of, you know, uh, reinforcement. It's usually just like you're insecure. You need to grow up. You're toxic. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a fucking minute. If I'm insecure, sometimes the insecurity is just. It's weakness in some cases, though. When some men are insecure, it's just a weakness. But when some men are insecure, it's like uh, like hypervigilance. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm insecure because I know that this is a red flag. Mm-hmm. The fact that you would say this in front of me and do it in such an overt way, yes, I'm insecure about it because now I'm not so sure about you because if you like Usher and I take you to the concert and you rip your fucking bra off in front of me, now I got to get rid of you. <laughs> That's wild. Dude, it's been happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just think, um, to me, I don't think it's insecurity. Like, I, I wouldn't even coin it as that. I, mm. I would say, like, in my personal relationship, there was a situation where my girl was, like, complimenting these celebrities. Like, you know, this person is, like, almost as if, like, she was talking to a girl. Like, yeah, they, you know, this person is gorgeous or this person looks good. And right, this, right. You know, all these things. And then I was like, I just let it slide a few times, and then um, I told the story before. But um, Hillary Duff came on the screen, and I was like, "Dang, Hillary Duff, kind of bad." Still, you know, all these years later, and then she just got like very, very, uh, you know, angry and frustrated because Hillary Duff is white too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. But but I say that to say like she didn't like it, and, and got it. I was like, "Well, I was like, I'm not apologizing for this because this is the the." This is the precedence that you set, but I will say that if this is the case, then we not compliment nobody. Like don't, absolutely, don't compliment no usher, no whatever celebrity, singer, actor, whatever in front of me at all. Because if you can't handle it, then then we not we not doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not it. Um, what was the freaking ah oh, freak? What was another one? Um, but yeah, man, I think, oh, that's what I'm going to say. I think that women are so used to talking to each other about these things that they blurt things out. And, and it's like, I'm not one of your homegirls. You can't talk to me like that. Yeah. Like, oh my God. They're just like, oh man. And he's, and he's fine too. And he's fine. And it's like, Hey, Hey, who are you talking to? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, no, don't, don't I'm not do that. Samantha at work. Yeah, don't do that. I know, I know you guys, you're used to having these little freaking uh, communities where you talk about how hot these guys are. Okay. I don't care. Which is, which is cool. Like, if you do it on your own, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, a lot of stuff is like out of sight, out of mind. You right. You know what I mean? Like, if it don't come across my like figurative timeline, yeah. then like whatever, you know, but like if you bring it to me, like it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. really work. Like I'm the type of nigga that will let, will pay for tickets for you to go watch the movie Creed with you and your homegirls. I don't want to be, <clears throat> I don't want to be around a bunch of women ooing and eyeing for fucking Michael B. Jordan when he takes his shirt off. <laughs> Creed is not like, I, I watch Creed with my girl cause just mm-hmm. I, like I'm secure in that way. But I would say like, if you kind of like, if, but you're into the movie. <clears throat> Yeah, but what I'm saying is um, I did watch it, like, early on, like, early, early in a relationship. But mm-hmm. I would say, like, for me, if I am, like, courting a woman, like, nah, you can't really do that. Because she in, she, in she in there enjoying this nigga glistening with his shirt off. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's not really. It's not I, really designed for you to be successful. I, and here's why I say <clears throat> this. Only because it would be tough. For a woman to be in a position where you're glamorizing a woman right in front of them, especially in the early dating phase, you go to they will women will cut your ass off. If you go out with a woman somewhere and let's say you guys have been talking for two weeks and you obviously have fancied each other. Right. And you're out and you're like, damn, Neil Long still fine. Damn, Summer Hayek thick still. Dang. And you doing that in front of them, they're going to be like. He was just, th- their story would be like, he was just like objectifying women in my face and like, I'm not with that and da 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 da. That's what it would come off as. I don't even think it would be that. I think it would be more so like looking at them, like com- like a comparison. I think it would be more so like, like, well, he never called me thick or like he doesn't <laughs> think that I'm thick or he doesn't think that I, you know, still look good for my age or something like that. I really? think it would be more. That's that for my personal experience. It's it, it more so. I don't think when I don't think women care about objectifying women unless you on Twitter. But like in real life, <laughs> it's more of a comparison thing. Ah, uh, yeah. got it. I yeah. got it. Yeah. You know what I've had happen before too, and it's hilarious. <clears throat> like you'll be having, you'll be texting, or you'll be whatever the case. And then a girl will just bring up some other girl, like, out of nowhere. It may be, uh-huh. might be a girl on Facebook or whatever. And you'll be like, she'll be like, well, go like ahead. And, asking you about, oh. No, they'll okay. just bring her up like, well, go ahead and talk to Jessica then. <clears throat> you'll be like, who? Go talk to your friend Jessica. You know who that is. I was like, yeah. no, what are you talking about? It's, yeah. it's because women will start to pay attention to other yeah, women. Yeah, they're doing their they due diligence. Yeah, they're doing their own And work. a lot of times it, they don't really be knowing all the, the full context, so mm-hmm. they be trying to like piece stuff together. Yeah, and they'll see that the girl probably liked the profile picture. Yeah, yeah. And they'll figure that like they'll look at the girl, and if the girl actually looks good too, that makes it worse. That's when they create a whole world of like information and then they gonna <laughs> do a whole freaking deep dive. They gonna know they they whole background. And, <sighs> yeah, yeah. So how long were you fucking Jessica before we like started talking? You'd be I'm like, like, what, Jessica? Jessica, we just had English together. Yeah, I we I've known her since junior high. I don't know what you. Yeah. <clears throat> that should be hilarious though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, <clears throat> that's we just said a whole mouthful there. Oh, <laughs> pause, pause on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right. I think we could go ahead and move on to that one. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. 
All right. Right here. Uh, last one. Regulating your emotions. We've had. What the heck? Hold on. I got a call. Uh, yeah, that doesn't work for me. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> regulating your emotions. Uh, basically. We've, we, I think we've, we've touched on this subject like a little bit. I talked about this on the Oleander Sunset podcast, but it's more or less um, regulating your emotions means that you're not going to allow people to get you out of character. And you're also going to be able to regulate all the things in your life that also create, you know, results, whether they're short, short term, long term, regardless. Um, I've learned to regulate my emotions in traffic. You know, as a truck driver, I used to talk to Keith and on the phone and somebody would piss me off and I'd be like, motherfuckers, and I'm blowing my air horn and going crazy. And, you know, Keith called me out on it a little bit. Like, man, like, don't be, like, don't let them get you mad or whatever. And then mm-hmm. after that, I started working on it. And I, I think by now, I've reduced it by around 40%, I would say. Mm-hmm. I say I reduce it at, at about 40%. Because sometimes when you engage the wrong energy, you don't get to determine what type of energy they return back to you. Mm-hmm. So if you're just like, fuck you, motherfucker, and they start shooting at you, guess what? I don't agree that they should be shooting at you, <laughs> but they're just giving you negative energy back. You put it out into the universe, and here it comes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, don't. Yeah, they they just got more negative energy. It's, it's some people that's like, there's a <laughs> there's a rapper from Bakersfield who, like, is in prison for a very long time because of situations like that. Like mm-hmm. it's a couple, I think it was a couple situations in traffic where I don't know what happened. If somebody cut him off or what, whatever happened, but some, somebody got hit mad and he just started shooting at, you know, shooting at the car. So Crazy. Th- these are the type of people that's in traffic. I remember one day I had a, this like epiphany, like dog, like dude standing in front of me in this grocery line could be a full fledged murderer. Exactly. Yeah, and they just living life, like living, you know, they murderers got to eat groceries, I mean, eat food too, so, you know, they got a grocery shop too, so. It's like, that's a good day, I haven't killed anybody. <laughs> right. Like, move it, asshole, and like, oh, they have no idea. Yeah, that I will shoot you dead, but, yeah, I, I think that, um, what was the, how did you coin it again? Emotional. Uh, regulating your emotions. Regulating your emotions, yeah. I think that there's, there's, I would say, and this is like some like generic psychology stuff that I don't necessarily agree with. Like emotions are generally valid. Like, you know, your experience that mm-hmm. like, you know, what, what people uh, deem is, you know, if you're sad, if you're frustrated, angry, you know, um, uh insecure and all these things a lot of this stuff is like out of our control right um but we do control you know um our actions absolutely and we should not live at the effect of how you feel no um so just because you're angry doesn't mean that you shouldn't drive at the speed limit you know what i mean absolutely just because you're angry doesn't mean that you should be cutting people off in traffic just because you're angry, that don't mean you gotta cuss people out or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't think these things are independent of each other. You can be angry and you can also drive the speed limit. You can be sad about something and you can also go to work. You can be, you know, happy about something and you know, just I just yeah. think that you know that's the the space where like human beings haven't really 
fully grasped yet. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people just kind of live at the effect of like how they feel. Yeah. And that's that's the driving that's force navigating. in their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sad today. So I'm not going to, you know, like, um, you know, say hi to anybody at work or something like that. Right. Yeah. You know what? You just hit it, hit it on the head with that one, because some people literally will they will behave based on emotion. They don't have any level of consistency. So, for example. Let's say they, uh, something happens. Uh, no, let's say you're walking in one day, you say hi to people, and most days you always say hi to people. And then you, you break up. You break up You break up in your relationship, and you're sad or whatever, and you just don't talk to nobody. You just walk by everybody. Mm. I think that's emotional immaturity. I'm not saying you owe people to say hi all the time. I'm just saying that all it took was one event for you to completely change your fucking character that's very wishy-washy, that's very weak. Mm-hmm. I think that there should be a level of integrity and, and consistency that remains. Mm-hmm. See, what's crazy is after my dad died, I was going through it. However, I treated everyone with respect. You know why? Because their dad didn't die. Mine's did. That has nothing to do with the fucking world. Mm-hmm. The world is living their life. It has nothing to do with anyone else. And I was able to understand that as a person going through grief but it's a person that just had a little argument with their boyfriend or girlfriend. And they're like, don't talk to me. I'm mad. Shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. Who the fuck do you think you are? You yeah. got to grow up, man. You got to grow a set of nuts. Because, well, for at least for men. <laughs> I've seen some men that act like that. It's annoying. Like, they act like they're on the fucking period. Mm-hmm. There's some dudes that come in there. They're like in a bitchy mood. Mm-hmm. And then another day, they're like, oh, what's up, man? It's like, dude, you don't get to do this with me, buddy. <laughs> you don't get to do this with me. You if you treat wanna, me like your kid. Yeah, you want to act like a bitch, then just be a bitch full time. Don't fucking talk to me, bro. Because mm-hmm. regardless of what I'm going through, I keep a level of consistency with me. I also say this, too. I think uh, when it comes to regulating your emotions, stop trying to win arguments, motherfucker. Why are you trying to win arguments? Mm-hmm. The emotion that you feel is what's keeping you in the argument. You got to be able to just say... Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's the highest level of maturity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And just leave it alone. That is the uni- that's probably the most universal best way to just like Yeah. I'm over you. I'm not I'm not saying okay to you or I'm not saying I agree or I disagree. I'm just saying okay. I bow out. I think that what I see in arguments, I think that um a lot of them and I'm not I'm not going to give the science behind like, you know, how the argument should go. But I would say like, I think that a lot of arguments persist because people want to keep talking. Oh, man. Like, they want that last word so fucking bad. Yeah. Like the last word. True. But what I'm saying is more so like if you ever have somebody like um, call you with an issue and then they just vent about it and then they just go on and on and then they circle back. And then they just talk about it again, like, man, my girlfriend cheated on me. He'd be like, damn, bro, I'm sorry to hear that. And you give them the words of wisdom. You right. give them the, the lifting up conversation. And, uh, you know, and then like 30, 45 minutes into the conversation, it's just like, dang, it's just so crazy. Like, bro, like, you know, we was about to have our whole life set out for us. And, you know, she just cheated on me, bro. And then you kind of lift them up again. And then mm-hmm. it's just like, you good, bro. Like, you know, let's hit the gym tomorrow. Let's, you know, let's get you right. You know, make mm-hmm. sure you you doing your due diligence. Make sure you're shaving your face and not you yeah. know, taking showers and basic right. stuff like that. And then he call you back a week later and be like, hey, man, how you doing? And he'd be like, I'm good, man. And he'd be like, yeah, man, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm just living my life. But, you know, it's just, you know, just kind of dealing with the 
the the the the the, the uh, leftovers from this relationship. You know, I just I just got her stuff all out the house now. But you know, it's just crazy. She cheated, and right. it's just like those. That's like that's how arguments kind of like stay going on and on and on. Because yeah. when per- one person says their side, and another person says their side, and then sometimes you'll just be like, okay, like you know, okay, this, you know. I'm, 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 we it, the argument is over. Like we kind of hurt each other. Like yeah. let's move on. And then somebody just has to kind of talk Keep about it. Again. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> I understand why your girl cheated on you, nigga. God damn, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Yeah. Damn, I'm about to fuck her now. Oh dang. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. And I ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> like, dude, you shut the fuck up. Yeah. Look, man, at the end of the day, we all go through things. We go through pain. I understand. But you have to have a constructive way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You have to find a constructive way because I've had my feelings hurt by a woman. Absolutely. Had me in tears. I'm talking to my best friend on the phone and, you know, he's he's talking to me. But I wasn't so much going in the circles. I just did a lot of listening. Yeah. A lot of listening and a lot of, like, rationalizing my situation, you mm-hmm. know, while my, my best friend. And I'm so blessed to have people in my life like that Mm -hmm. that you know won't judge me in my low moments and they'll listen and they'll talk to me and i'm able to you know and give me perspective you know Mm -hmm. regardless you know if i if if i've ever had to talk to keith or vice versa or desmond or Mm -hmm. whatever i'm lucky to have those people but what i'm not gonna do what i'm not gonna do is drain these people Mm. i'm not about to drain you with something if we talked about it once or twice I'm gonna respect you enough to be like, hey, you know what? I think that you know Desmond or Keith or whoever has given me enough tools to where now I gotta look with I gotta look within and figure out the rest mm. of this shit. I'm also an adult and a grown man, and you also gotta understand when you're fucking trauma dumping your shit on people, they got things they're dealing with too. Have you thought about them and how they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. They could be going through some tough shit and you're like, my I busted my girl sucking a dick and it was huge, man. <laughs> it was so big. I can't believe she did this to me, man. <laughs> and you keep circling back, man, it was so big, man. It was, <laughs> it was a BBC. Big. It was a BBC, man. I can't believe she did that to me, man. I wasn't even tripping about the cheating, but the dick was just so big, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you mad about the you mad about the penis size? <laughs> Uh, I mean, when she cheated on me the last time with the computer programmer, it was a small dick. So I was like, I could take you back. It's okay. We can work it out. We can go to the therapist. But now this is the BBC, man. I can't take her back no more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Hey, uh, Charlemagne, it was an old podcast. that They they deleted it. But this dude said, uh, 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 oh, this dude said he, he walked into a room. And busted his wife, I think he busted his wife or his girlfriend, cheating on her with some Jamaican dude. And the dude was having sex with his wife. And then he turned around and 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 uh pulled his thing out of out of her, obviously. And he said the dude's dick was down to his knees. God dang. He just told the dude, hey man, just please leave, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Long dick style, man. <laughs> don't Welcome worry. Welcome to Long Dick. Don't worry. <laughs> Be happy. Imagine you walking on a Jamaican dude and he's piping your girl, and then in the background, oh, all you hear, all you hear in the background, bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> oh, what you gonna do? Oh, what you gonna do when they come for you? I'm oh, rocking now, beginning no get A's. <laughs> 
That'll be crazy. That's crazy. That show that that was probably the most creative um, intro to a show ever. Mm-hmm. That show Cops with the bad boys. Cops yeah. filmed I, in a location near you. I was gonna say I, I seen this podcast, um, and they just got a regular basic setup. It seemed like they got like I think I had like seven seven thousand uh, subscribers on uh, on mm-hmm. YouTube, but um, and I haven't listened to it, listened to it. But their podcast, they were like reacting to. Other people's podcasts, which was kind of like interesting. Wow! Like it, it wasn't like you know, like what we, like most podcasters react to like current events. Yeah, like they're reacting to uh, Kanye West doing something wild or whatever. Um, but when I seen it, they were like talking about like when I, the clip that I seen, they were talking about how um, Ma was like not. On a on an episode like it was Rory and Ma, but uh-huh. it was only like um, uh, Rory and um, the other dude, the kind of behind the scenes. I forget his name, but um, it was just them two, and they were like reacting to that, and they were just giving their take on if they thought it was good or not, or what they wow. liked about it. And it was, I was like, that's that's little, interesting. But yeah, you you know what you call people that like with a podcast, <clears throat> but their podcast is based on other podcasts. What you call that? A dick sucker. That's what you call Dang. it. <laughs> Create your own content, motherfucker. The Dick Suck Podcast. <laughs> We're sucking dick two times a week. <laughs> we got special ad reads. Because <laughs> this is the reason why I say that. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you're, com- like we bring up every blue moon something maybe Joe Budden might have said or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. But if your whole content is based on other people's content, mm. you just, I don't, I don't, not really with that. Yeah, I can see that. Because now what you're doing, you got to understand a pod. It's like it's like a comic doing a podcast based on another co- comedian's bit mm-hmm. and what he liked about the bit, what he didn't like about the bit, and that's just out. Yeah. So just create your own content. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't get the full, you know, the full spiel of their podcast. Like that was just a clip that I seen, but I seen, a, I think I seen a few more that were reactions to yeah. different podcast events and things like that. So. Shout out to them. It's somebody in an alternate universe like us, but they do that weak shit. <laughs> like, welcome to Dick Circus Podcast. I'm Smelly Badee. <laughs> Smelly Badee. It's your boy D Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dick Sucking Podcast is so crazy. Shout out to them, man. <laughs> the multiverse. Yeah, that's wild, man. Hey, one thing movies got to stop doing is like having these movies with multiverses. Like, ain't no real multiverse out there, man. Yeah, at I least now we we not gonna see it in our lifetime. Oh man, it, this I think that we there's such a lack of creativity because they're remaking everything. But <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna come out and say this right now because it was it was I, it wasn't it was a remake based off of uh, a previous movie, but it was a series, Mister and Mrs. Smith. Oh Lord. Amazing fucking show, yeah. amazing show. When you think anything you think about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, blow it up. Just blow it up and watch the series. This um, it's so different. This um, and we could. I would like to talk about it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. We can wrap it up. But um, if you've, I would like. I like to watch the award season. Um, it's award season now, so the Oscars are in like a couple weeks. And um, I think we just had the Bath or the SAG Awards. Um, this past, I think it was this week or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Beef came out this last season, and it it 
it won pretty much everything. Like best limited series, like the show, and then the two actors. Um, I think it was Ali Wong is her name. I oh think. yeah, uh, the one that was pregnant. Uh, she's pregnant? a comedian, stand up comedian, Ali Wong. Yeah, but she's the main. I forget her name, but she's the main girl in in Beef. And then the other dude, the other uh, the other dude, Asian um, guy. Yeah, the guy. They they like pretty much every category that they were nominated in, like in limited series actors or you know uh, comedy actors or whatever they won. Best Asian. <laughs> yeah, uh, they won. They won all of the award, like all the awards that they were in, whether it was like the Emmys or whatever. So mm, wow, I say that to say, um, I predict that. This same time, um, and the wars get tricky. You can never really know what's going to go, what's going to happen. But I would imagine this same time next year that uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is going to be one of those best director, Phenomenal best actor, show. best you know com- actor in a comedy. And I think both of them are phenominal gonna, show. Yeah. I binge watched that show in a day. Yeah, fucking phenomenal. I just love the writing and yeah. I would say like, and sometimes I'm biased just because I'm a huge Donald Glover fan, but. Right. It's kind of hard not to be because he puts out such good quality um, content and art. So, right. uh, but same thing. I didn't binge watch it in a day because I'm in a relationship. But like, I it was a thing where we started it. You know, we can't we we realize. I mean, I'm going to watch pretty much anything he he puts out. Um, but we, I started it, watched like maybe an episode, and I was like, yo, this is like this is decent. Like they got a yeah. really good chemistry. It, you kind of you kind of hear his kind of weird tone in there. You know, he likes to put like the kind of like kind of weird stuff in there sometimes. Right. Um, but then you start going. Then you go to episode two and then three and then you like, yo, this is how many this, episodes are there? Eight or nine? I think it was eight. Eight. Yeah. yeah so I, I I started that shit in the morning and then I took a little break. You know. And yeah. Then came back because you start to when you binge watch something <clears throat> long enough, you start feeling bad. Like I need to I need to go back do to something. Do, yeah. yeah. Do something. Go to the society real quick. <laughs> Now for me it was like watch a few episodes and then it was even a thing where like my girl was texting me while she was teaching kids like yo I kind of want to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith when I get home so we was knocking out episodes like when she, she got was home like she was in school like fuck them kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only misses I care about is Smith <laughs> oh that's crazy but now it was really good like and it was a lot of conversations around like you know, um, gender roles and gender norms and, you know, just really being vulnerable in relationships. Embedded conversations. Yeah, and in conversations around, like, work-life balance and stuff like that. I think you shared it. Um, Did you share that post where the girl broke down Jay-Z's verse? It was like, and she loves my my work more than I did. She does me. It's honestly at twenty three, I would probably love my work more than I did you did you I share don't know that? if I shared that. Yeah. But it was it the black woman? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and it was she was on Earn Your Leisure? No, it was just a TikTok. Like she was rapping the she was rapping the verse and she was just saying like, you know, um she was just having a conversation about work life balance and how Jay Z might have I might have I might have sent it probably. No, I think you. I think you shared it on. I was just scrolling through TikTok uh, and I seen I seen the, the the thing under there. But but yeah, I say that to say like that verse was, you know, it's like a crazy way like that he like rhymed all those like kind of yeah. the rhyme scheme is crazy. But basically, he was having a conversation about like I'm dating a 
23-year-old woman and Jay-Z's, you know, he's probably like 35 at that point. He put himself in that position <clears throat> also. Yeah, he's like, you know, like she's she's like in the prime of her career and she ain't trying to have no kids right now. She's not trying to settle down, but I'm a 35-year-old man and I'm try- I'm a lot more mature than her and I want to have like a family and I want to kind of move forward with, with things. But I also understand that this is the biggest star in the world and I want to give her her space, you know, for her to kind of like mature and you know do what she wants to us in terms of her career and then there's going to be a time a little bit down the line that sh- we're going to be able to be what, together what song was that lost one um I yeah think it was mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that's crazy jay-z has a one-of-one one. that's a one-of-one one car in that video oh yeah yeah we were talking about dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. yeah what i forgot what album that was is that kingdom come i think it is kingdom come that came out in like 2006 Seven, six, and then it was after his uh his retirement after the Black Album. Yeah, let me see. Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Uh, let me see when that came out. Yeah, I remember that song. Um, that Joe album, two thousand six. Yeah, that was a good album, man. Yeah, I liked it that a lot. A lot of people, excuse me. Damn. A lot of people didn't like it, but I like that album. I love that album. Mm-hmm. That's the one that, show me what you got, pretty lady. Yeah, some dope songs on there. Dude, that, he had a, that song went crazy because it was a fucking Budweiser commercial. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, they're trying to tell Budweiser. Little mama, show me what you got, pretty lady. Yeah. Yeah, that shit went crazy. Lost mm-hmm. one was dope. It was, they had a they had a couple cuts on there. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorite albums of Jay Z probably had to be obviously Reasonable Doubt. Love that album still. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, believe it or not, uh, it was a pre- I don't, I won't put it up there at the top, but it was a really is <clears throat> overlooked was the um, American Gangster album. American Gangster was dope. That shit was dope. Very dope. And then there was um. I like that when he came out within twenty was it twenty eleven or twenty twelve? The blueprint three? Nah, 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 nah. The one that had uh had Justin Timberlake in the intro. You could take the clothes off my uh, back. That might have been a little later. Really? And I, I remember it because they they exclusively released that album on Samsung phones. So yeah. Samsung phones was the only ones that got to download that album. Yeah. At that time, yeah, and, and I had a I had a Samsung phone at the time, and I was like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah. Magna Carta was 2013. Okay, Magna Carta was the one, yeah, yeah. Blueprint three was 2009. Yeah, oh yeah, Blueprint three, <clears throat> yeah, that was that. That was a dope ass album too. Blueprint three was dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like bl- bl- Blueprint three has some cuts on there. For Absolutely, sure. he had that one with Jeezy on there too. I like that song. I don't know if you heard it. Reminder. Reminder. Yeah. Reminder. Reminder. That shit went in. Like, do what I've done without dying in the environment in which I That shit was hard. Dying, my nigga. Yeah, that was a dope. That was a dope. What was that one? Um, one with Pharrell on it. To be what I could not be. Oh well. That shit. Hey man, I'm sorry. I gotta say this before we close this podcast down. Pharrell is a better uh, producer than Timberland to me. Ooh, I don't know if I could. This is this is what I would say. Um, I like I like both 
both of them, and I don't know who I would put first, but I just think like sonically, um, Timbaland's, and some people actually feel like Timbaland's music aged so bad, which I heard I heard a couple like podcasters talk about like That's how not true really his music just aged so poorly and how, but I I don't agree with that. I but don't I agree with that either. I, I would just say sonically. Timberland's music is it just hits so hard. It does. Like when Pony come on, like it just it just sounds crazy. Yeah, he had a time where he just was just <clears throat> dominating across the board. Yeah, and he got some songs that's old, but the production does not sound so outdated. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like he he's always kind of like been in his own lane, and he's been able to like craft his his sonics to where it doesn't like they don't really sound. Like oh, I feel like a lot of like, yeah. I feel like if Pony came out today, in two thousand twenty four, like it would be a number one hit. Still. It would. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, was I think Kanye has kind of done a good job with that too. His production that he's had is ageless. Mm-hmm. It's not like I could listen to oh, this is so two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Like all these albums could have came out backwards. Yeah, it, it, it like that's the thing. I think people, I think there's like pockets of eras that sound like very dated. Like it was mm-hmm. very like. This like Death the way roll. they use certain drums and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like you said, I think that um, <laughs> it's funny because J Cole had a line where he says like he's rapping and he basically says like my new album is is basically like if Jay Z dropped the re- Jay Z dropped Reasonable <clears throat> Doubt last. But you know that was like his first mm. album and most people thought that that was his best album, so he like made a reference to that. But I think that. Um, there, like you said, like Kanye, because there's certain things that happen in, in sonically, um, but there's certain there's certain songs that, especially like it's a, it's even some West Coast songs like um, We Can Freak It, like certain songs like that, like sonically they sound so good, like that song probably could come out now. Low that's key. what I'm saying. Low like key. it could can it could have came out in 1950 and it could come out in 2040 and it probably sonically still just sounds like a really good song so yeah yeah damn that's what i don't even i don't know what's the magic to have to that um because i think some some like there are certain eras that are just kind of like very stylized but i just think like good mixing maybe and then yeah good 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 sonics as far as like the drum sounds even the old shit with aaliyah we still knock yeah or Missy Elliott's, um, uh, remember that song with Missy Elliott? Uh, dun, 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 dun. Ooh, I sock it yeah. to me. That shit, that shit, some of that shit could still come out now. It's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. Yeah, I can't really say nothing about it. Yeah, Timberland, Timberland, uh, Timberland and Magoo. Yeah. That album was dope too. Even, um, like, it's not like a, like one of Jay Z's like best songs, but I think it's still a pretty good song is Dust Your Shirt the Dirt Off Your Shoulders. Yeah. Boom dum 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 What year did that come out? That, that, that's on the black album. So oh, that's like oh five or no, 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 03. That's oh three. Yeah, oh three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn, that's a trip, man. Yeah. Damn. I had just graduated from high school. Yeah. I remember Damn, that's I, crazy. I bought that album. Really? It was just, it was an all black cover. Yeah. And it had like the silhouette of Jay Z on the front of it. Yeah. Jay-Z was a guy when he did that. I think it was, I wonder, in retrospect, I think it was a little bit of a little marketing scheme. Like, oh, I'm yeah. about to I'm about to retire. Fade to black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But that album was dope. He probably had the dopest intro of all time, though. Mm-hmm. He had one, he's like, 
Are you not entertained? Dun, 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 Is that up why you're here? Yeah. That's spin uh, your, spin your. Yeah. Turn, turn me up. Turn, <laughs> turn me down. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go what, get him. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, that song is so. That dun, shit went crazy. That song is so hard. Why do we turn into Rory and Maul? <laughs> yeah, we got a little music <laughs> podcast now. Yeah, we got to go ahead. We might as well wrap this thing up, man. Yeah. The people are like, you guys aren't talking about anything anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's the end of the pod. This yeah. is just kind of like. You just started talking about blacks at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait. Well, we're gonna go, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here. Um, mm-hmm. If you made it to the end of this episode, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fing. We're out of here. Peace.